You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall, editors of the Batuta Advocate on Desert Rock FM. Well, welcome back to Batuta Advocate radio show on Desert Rock FM. We're down in Melbourne. We've made the trip down. We've got some friends we want to speak to down here, and it'll be a little uh, series of different guests that we've tracked down while we're down here today. We're talking to a uh, dual code Paralympian. Dual co- codes. That makes that, you sound like a. Sounds good, doesn't it? Israel yeah. Folau. Or code hopper. Code hopper. Minus, code the, hopping. minus the hopping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tennis, basketball, and uh, just a media personality in general. Dylan Alcott, thank you for joining us, mate. Gents, thanks so much. It's nice to finally come on a legitimate radio station <laughs> after being on uh, Triple J and now the Hit Network. For yeah, years. yeah, this yeah. Is, this is the big deal. Well, it's all gradually about getting away from the communists, I guess. And then Hit <laughs> Hit was a commercial uh, entity, of course, and then. Um, and now, of course, uh, rural outback Queensland radio, mate. Uh, you're also an author. Did I, you write, that, was that an autobiography? It was. Yeah, yeah. I actually wrote it. So wow. I originally had some help um, writing it, and I found that I'm a bit of a weirdo, and I got a bit of a different voice that's hard to mimic. So I just couldn't really. If someone else wrote it, it wasn't going to be my words, mm-hmm. and so I actually wrote the whole thing. Uh, 90,000 words in about a month. Without a full stop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I just smashed it out. Yeah, and right. I'm so glad I did because if you read the book, it's called Able. Yeah. Um, and if you read it, I think you can tell it's me. And also, you can tell st- stories verbatim and people will list them out, but it just always isn't as good. And yeah. To be able to put it in your own words. I think what the hardest part was, the audio book in your own voice. You read that? Yeah, it took ages. Yeah. Because you know how if you know how to say, like, you know what happened, so you'll say the, th- the three of us walked into a bar, but yeah. I'll just say went into a bar because I yeah. know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't read the exact word, you've got to go back to the start of that paragraph, yeah. start it again. Oh, t- took ages. <laughs> Fuck that. So yeah. you have word for word, really. Pretty much, yeah, everything. You can add like a laugh or something like that. I mimic my mum's voice, actually, where I sound a bit transgender. I'm like, <laughs> doo-doo, come on. Chris Lilly vibes. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it actually is good, though, to do that, make it a real autobiography because nothing irks you more than when you're reading like your favourite sports star's Memoirs yeah. and it just sounds way too articulate for a sports star as well. Um, there was a there was a part in mine that was written for me and it said, you know, you know me, I like taking the piss out of myself. I'm not that inspirational, serious about it, about being in a wheelchair. And it said, when I was in Thailand, even though I was confined to my wheelchair, my heart was free like a bird. <laughs> I was like, have you ever talked to me before? I wanted to punch myself in the face. Free like a bird. Yeah, my heart and soul is free like a bird. I thought... In Thailand I- too, I mean, that doesn't really strike me as a country with uh, that, that that's too considerate you know like, like there's not too many ramps i don't think uh very minimal actually i went to the full moon party and uh this is before on the, I, sand. on the sand and this is before anyone knew you know who i was and i was getting filmed so much i think it was yeah. the first time i'd seen someone in a wheelchair yeah right let out of the pen at home and uh, having a good time so yeah it's not the most accessible you travel a lot with your sport what country do you reckon has it locked down for all or for people of all walks and and, and wheels. Yeah. Um, I think there's two ways to look at it. The, I look at it, the hardware, so like the actual physical environment. So yeah, yeah. somewhere like Australia, Great Britain, the USA are pretty good at those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. The USA have a lot of automatic doors everywhere where you yeah. push a button, like every restaurant, yeah. which is great for someone who can't use their arms as much as me. Um, but in terms of like the mm. software, which is like the way that people think, yeah. you'd be shocked to know of the 28 leading economic countries in the world, the OECD com- countries, Australia, 25 of 28 of people with disability living in poverty. Really? 
crazy, eh? 25 or 28. Yeah, so we're like third last. Fuck. Really? Because we can't, yeah, we can't get jobs here, but yeah. it looks accessible. Yeah. But the actual understanding and acceptance isn't as high as you'd think. So, yeah, it's different. But then you go to like, I've traveled, I've backpacked around the world for seven months by myself. Yeah. And uh, it was awesome because, yeah. you know, some joints, I cannot tell you how many stairs there are in Europe. It's like an episode of Wheelchair Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> if an elevator doesn't work, you're fucked. Um, but, um, it was so cool to see different parts of the world and how it reacted. And even and also how people reacted to it. Yeah. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Like with your sport, does that kind of channel into like, you know, I guess winning a gold medal would be probably not as daunting as a thousand stairs in front of you in some fucking monastery in Germany or For something. sure, man. Exactly right. <laughs> Getting into the Burkhan. Yeah. Um exactly right. And I think that's what's so cool about it is I didn't I, I used to Google how do you travel in a wheelchair, but mm. and there's nothing. Yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. And it's just about also when you travel for sport, I'm not I hate people that say when they're sports people say how hard it is because it's a great job. Yeah. And, you know, pushing paper in an office would be tough. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying it wouldn't. But when you travel for sport, it is airport, into car, into hotel, into room service, into tennis court, into room service, mm-hmm. into tennis court, into room service, and you might have half a day off yep. and come home. So you don't actually see the world as much yep. as you think. Um, so to travel for seven months was awesome. I had some gnarly stories. I got mugged by three dudes in, um, in Chicago. Really? Um, there, yeah. yeah, there was these three dudes and... I was actually at a flume gig in Chicago, it was 2013, and I went and took a piss on a dumpster because it wasn't accessible. And I yeah, went out yeah. the back and these three dudes came up to me and said, hey man, do you have any money? I said, yeah, I've got a bit of money. And I gave them like five bucks. And they said, actually, we need your whole wallet. And I was like, oh, so I gave them the cash. And they go, no, 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 we need the cards as well. Oh, I, come I said, on. I said, I actually, um, look guys, I haven't got very long to live. And if I go to hospital, I need my cards to be able to pay for it. And then they sat there for two minutes had a meeting <laughs> about where they should take it, and then they took my cards. Oh, oh my but I'm all about I'm all about equality, and yeah. I used to say to my mum, "There's no way I'll get mugged, mum. I'm in a wheelchair. Who would do that?" Well, yeah. equality. Everyone, yeah. everyone deserves the right to get rolled <laughs> yeah, behind, exactly a, right. behind a behind a and nightclub. Then, and then, like, the world works out. About two months later, I was on the way to New York, and I was in a bathroom in Dallas, and there was a what like a plastic a Ziploc bag. Full of, I was in the disabled bathroom and I opened up the this, like toilet lid, and there was a Ziploc bag of money in the toilet. Really? Yeah, it was just okay. just sitting there. Okay. So that must have been so a you drug kind drop. Of benefited from the drug trade as well. Correct. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> so I obviously accidentally put that in my bag. And yeah. Karma. Yeah. Yeah. Karma. A fucking wild place. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Isn't it? These things must have been <laughs> grim for those blokes too, right? It's like <laughs> I mean, we dropped it in the disabled bathroom. <laughs> <and then laughs> <laughs> It's like they had to have a meeting. Like this guy's just told us he's dying. <laughs> like two got two of them were like, let him go. And the one this one guy was like, nah, we need him. He looked at him, he's like, and I'm like, boys, what's going on here? And they took it. <laughs> Fuckers. Ah, uh, well, the guilt trip didn't work out. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the sport. We, we had an interview with uh, Phil Kearns the other day. who's on the podcast. He was talking about funding for uh, Olympic sports and just the sports in general because it's not not just the gold medals that everyone is working towards there's a lot of different kind of worlds that people work in a lot of sports that aren't in the olympics how i how is that is it is that well funded where you're at oh man i mean i'll i'll give you the rundown so like 2000 and 2004 paralympics mm-hmm. you almost had to get pay uh pay to go yeah. when you were a paralympian you know ian thorpe was making millions of dollars at that point so it's tough we don't get paid not even near as much as our everybody counterparts yeah. um i'm not crying poor i'm one of the lucky ones who's made in the mainstream in face of a bank and you know I'm fine but you know if I, I won this front open this year and I got $22,000 Novak Djokovic won he got $4.8 million yeah. um, if you lose the first round of 
the Australian Open as an able body player, you get sixty grand. Yeah. Now, oh, back in the day, no one cared about us. Fair enough. But yeah. now, eight thousand people bought tickets to watch me. Yeah. How many people are watching, old mate, on court seventeen? No one, and yeah, they get sixty yeah. Gs. But in saying that, five ten years ago, nothing. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's bad. It's getting better. It's getting better all around the world. Um, and the Paralympics is fully funded, but it's all through donations. So yeah. the public donated. Yeah. There needs to be more people like myself and Kurt Fernley who have made it, who deserve to, you know, as a result get remunerated because. Yeah. When I was training for London Paralympics, I uh, moved overseas. I was on a disability pension, broke up with my partner, had no money. Like, you got nothing. And uh, it's getting a lot better now, which yeah. is awesome. And Don't even, have to burn the candle yeah, out. Yeah, and even just to buy equipment. Like, yeah. you know, one of my friends, Kelly Cartwright, she's a paraplegic uh, amputee runner. Mm. Her leg's 80 Gs. Yeah, right. What? 80 grand, man. Just the blokes. My current tennis chair yeah. is yeah. a carbon fiber mold of my body, the same way Daniel Ricciardo sits in... He gets a carbon fiber model of his yeah. F1 car. Yeah. 40 grand would it yeah, cost. Yeah, like right. I, I got a, obviously got it donated. Yeah. 40 Gs. That's yeah. ridiculous. And everything's everything's titanium as well. Yeah, titanium and yeah. carbon. And if you don't have the good gear, you get your ass kicked these yeah, days. Yeah, for sure. Um, because all around the world, and that's the good thing about it, Paralympic sport now is first and foremost fully professional, but also fully elite. It's yeah. not a come and try event where we all sing Kumbaya yeah. because we're happy to be there. It's like, yeah. no, I'm going to kick your ass and yeah, train yeah. muscle so now sponsors and ticket holders and the media are starting to realise that and getting behind it and you know even doing things like this you know yeah. if this podcast you know if you guys were doing this in 2010 I mean you'd be like oh let's get a Paralympian yeah. fuck who are they uh, Murderball was pretty big yeah back true there. actually <laughs> yeah, it was. have you ever yeah. played Murderball nah man I'm too much of a pussy yeah. um, it looks like a lot a lot yeah. of blood yeah. yeah there's a guy called Riley Bat who is like the best wheelchair rugby player in Australia from Australia uh, in the world he's from Australia He's got no legs and two fingers on each hand. That's it. And he's so much faster than me. Like, right. he's a freak. The guys that play that are like uh, quadriplegic, so the guys hang along with all four limbs. So most of them are ex-motocross who have like broken their necks, yeah. right? Yeah. Those guys, yeah. they go so fast in their chair and then they crash, but they can't put their arms out to stop because they haven't got the strength. They just land on their face. Yeah, those Oh, Maniacs, man. and I like my face too much. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. well, it's I'll on stick- a lot of billboards. Well, yeah. I've seen those. <laughs> that's what's going to be paying the bills, you know. Mm. Exactly right. The money makes exactly yeah. right. So you dance between radio gigs and campaigns. That, that kind of all you glowed up with your campaigns and your and all your shoes and all that kind of happened at once. Have you just been in and out of meetings for the last eighteen months? Pretty much, man. Yeah. I've got a good team around me who look after me now and. Mm. Um, so yeah, people are like, what do you do with your life? And I've kind of got like seven jobs, I say. Mm-hmm. So I play tennis, obviously. Mm-hmm. I work on radio, was on Triple J, but um, now on Hit, which is also known as Today FM or yeah. Fox FM. Um, I'm a motivational speaker. I've got my own consulting company with my brother and my dad and a team mm-hmm. called Get Skilled Access. So we yeah. like work with the governments and corporate Australia on helping them better understand what people with disability need. Yeah. Customer service, but also products, but also get them ready to employ people with disabilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I've also run the foundation, the Dylan Locker Foundation yeah. and Ability Fest. So yeah, a lot of meetings. But man, the response from the Australian public, like I used to say when I was a kid, I wanted to make it in the mainstream to try and help you know my community and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and... I never thought it happened to the point where, like, I walk down the street. If I walk down the street in Melbourne, I probably take about forty or fifty photos a day. Yeah, yeah. It's just like I can't yeah. believe it. Mm. The best part about it, people used to run up to me and go, "Oh my god, why are you in a wheelchair?" or "What's that?" or mm. stare at you. Mm. Now they come and go, "Oh, that's Dylan." Yeah, yeah. I couldn't yeah. give a flying yeah. fuck that yeah, I'm in a wheelchair. Yeah. And how cool is that? You know. Yeah, yeah. And I think more people deserve that as well with people with disability. Just trying to educate in that, but like. Getting your own shoe, not bad yeah. for a brother who can't walk. No, for I sure. Was, uh, I was pretty happy about that. Has anyone else been in this space, you know, in, in like doing like where you're at in Australia and 
kind of modern history. I don't can't really recall yeah, anyone. Yeah, yeah. Like, how did you learn how to be a broadcaster? You know, at Man. the start. I mean, you, you know, it's 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 a bit different to playing tennis. I it mean. is. Uh, I'm a I. You know, people cop out answers when they say they can just do something. Mm-hmm. Mate, I never have any training, mm-hmm. no lessons. It's just something that I could do. And so I did a TED talk at the Sydney Opera House in front of 6,000 people. Yeah. I thought, and then I hadn't done much broadcasting then, but I'd always got interviewed as an athlete and I knew what I hated getting asked, which is if you answer a question about basketball and mm-hmm. they go, so like, what about this? And you're like, did you not hear what I just said? Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. about how annoying is that? And mm-hmm. you, you've got boys with a agree. And, yeah. you know, I learned that. So when I started broadcasting, I made sure I don't do things like that. And yeah. I could have 10 yeah. questions, but you ask one of them and you just, Whatever like, whatever they want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. And you have to actively listen. Correct. Yeah. Otherwise yeah. you're just being a jerk, I Otherwise it's like you're any just comment. being a prick. You yeah. are. You and, are and but the broadcasting is the been the big thing that's really projected me because you know, if I was just playing tennis, people are like, Oh, that's kinda of cute and then you forget, but because you've got a mainstay in the in the media and yeah. people combined your story a bit and you know, the Triple J audience was so good to me and got around me and now the hit one and, and on being on T V and like, Matt, it's it's crazy, and, and I love it. And and the best part is when you do something good. Like, I interviewed Prince Harry at uh, Invictus Games, and mm-hmm. his press secretary from Buckingham Palace was like, "Man, that's the best interview he's done in like five years." Yeah, right. Because I had didn't go in there grilling him; I just tried to be myself. Yeah. And yeah. when you hear things like that, you're like, "Cool," you know. Yeah. It's like, so when can we expect a baby with you and Megan? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know what they say? Oh, yeah. Don't ask that. And what do people ask him? Matt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, you're an idiot. They literally said, "Don't ask that." And then what does he do? Yeah. Not talk to you, or you as can, I would. You know? Yeah, yeah. You'd be Carl Sandlin's intern who goes down there <laughs> yeah, to tell sure. Prince Harry that Kyle shat himself yeah, on air that exactly. morning. Yeah. <laughs> now, seventeen was you were with the Rollers. What was that like? You kind of came of age. Representing Australia in the big boy league. Yeah, it was. I mean, I was still in high school. I remember yeah. the day we won gold. I should have been in a year twelve accounting exam. So uh, <laughs> suck on that <laughs> to all my mates who were in class. But um, uh, winning gold medal at seventeen, I probably didn't understand what it meant. But to do it with a bunch of dudes whose lives had been absolutely turned upside down because I think I was the only one born with my disability. The yeah. rest were all from accidents. Yeah, right. Yeah. I was, I was and most of them that. are is from that, like that, that kind of the... Yeah, cancer, yeah. car accidents. Yeah. yeah. The amount of people that go, oh, why in a wheelchair? Oh, first time on a motorbike. Yeah. Like, yeah I've heard that that many times. Yeah. And, you know, imagine having your life ripped upside down and then to be sitting next to each other in tears, watching that flag go up, yeah, just yeah. not so proud of ourselves. Mm-hmm. was pretty cool, man. Yeah, yeah. And people say, what was better, winning gold at 17 with basketball or winning gold in Rio for tennis? And they're both great. And I think the one thing about when you play it doing a team sport, you share it with your teammates, yeah. which is unbelievable. You know, actually, we got – we had a little – we had a – a guy called Lance who was like our Chinese translator and we said we want to go to the Great Wall of China and there's an accessible part and he stuffed it and we went to the only inaccessible <laughs> part there was six of us in wheelchairs and we just paid four Chinese dudes 50 US dollars each to carry us up a thousand stairs to the only inhibited the only bit of the a thousand stairs yeah the only bit of the wall that you couldn't like no four one, blokes no one was there and the six guys in wheelchairs they just did trips and we got on top and just had beers with our gold medals. It's and I true, like, I mean. Like, and there was like, no one there. It was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah? Right. Like, so, <laughs> If you want anything done in China, you can do anything you want. You just got to pay for it. They were like, no way. 50 US dollars. They were like, I'll carry it 10 times. They were so excited. <laughs> um, and, then, um, and then, so you share it with the boys and the team. But when you win an individual gold medal, like for tennis, you share it with your family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the difference. It's more right. with them. Yeah. So they were both pretty amazing, yeah. What do you prefer? Less entourage? Less? Yeah. The, some of the tennis players, mm. they would have 15 people with them. Jeez. And it's like, 
what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Like, I had my coach, and mm. like, even the point where I've kind of said to my dad and that, who gets real nervous, I don't really want to see him before I play. Mm-hmm. And he understands that now because I just want to get with, you know, I'll have like my brother there, my manager, my coach. Your dad's my not dad. one of those tennis dads. No, no, no. Not, not in a gnarly way. But you he, win or you sleep outside. No, what? he just gets so. And you know how you can hear your family's voice? Yeah. yeah. Like you guys wouldn't recognize each other's voice because mm. you hang out a lot. Mm. Huh. I could be, I, I could do a double fault and I can hear my dad go, come on, D. Like yeah. that. And I go, mate, calm down. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I'm training at the Australian Open like I did today, mm. World Labor Arena when no one's there. Mm-hmm. That, it should be the same when I'm trying to win a Grand Slam. Yep. So you just try and keep it exactly the same. Yep. And it's just me and my coach and my doubles partner hanging out, talking shit. Yep. And when all of a sudden there's all these people around you going, hey, feel it, mate. Hey, feel it, mate. You're pumped. You ready? Yeah. You ready? Mm-hmm. You're like, calm down. Why are we yeah. all getting so excited? So um, I'm calm. Exactly right. It's yeah. like, I am calm. You're, but you're not calm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Stop fucking wigging me out. <laughs> it wigs you out. Yeah. You know, yeah. Or when people go to you, you be like, what's wrong? You're like, yeah, yeah, I'm chilling. Yeah, you know? everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. What 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 is the what's the kind of go with um with all this stuff? Your sport, your media, and then you're now in event planning, which is just the toughest fucking world to be in. Uh, did that come from you just being a festival head? A bit, <laughs> man. <laughs> just like a bender. Yeah. Um, you know, Ability Fest is a charity mm. music festival that we started a few years ago, and all the proceeds go to the. Dylan Alcott Foundation to help kids with disabilities and yeah. the reason we started is I used to get bullied about my disability and never invited anywhere and I went to Falls Festival when I was 17 and it was the first time I felt fully included mm-hmm. when no one cared about my disability mm-hmm. and it's really hard work going to festival but I just suck it up but for a lot of people with disabilities yeah. especially people with worse disabilities than mine you can't you physically yeah. can't go and that's unfair yeah. so I wanted I also hate black tie events yeah. I don't want to do a charity black tie I thought why don't I do something not only that they can enjoy but also raise money and yeah. Through my connections in the music industry and that, we um, started Ability Fest, and yeah, yeah we raised, you know, over four hundred thousand dollars over the, the the two festivals that we've had so far. Yeah, and yeah. you know, there was a story about the first one. I had a kid who came, and then he, a mate of mine's a doctor, and he got put on um, in intensive care. Mm-hmm. And a kid came in on life support. He was about to die. He had muscular dystrophy, yeah. and he got a bit better so he could talk. And my mate noticed he had an ability bracelet on, which meant he went to the festival. And yeah. Right. My mate James goes, did you go to the festival? And the kid's like, yeah. And James said, I went as well. And mates with Dylan. And the kid said, can you tell him that that was the best day of my life? Oh, right. Because he'd never yeah. been anywhere with his mates and had fun. And it, we just do it as a case study that hopefully, Splendor, Coachella, yeah, yeah. you know. Get a bit more accessible. Yeah. Just yeah. look at that and go, one, you make yeah. more money because yeah. people want to go. Yeah. yeah. Two, it's not that hard. Yeah, you just yeah. ask them what they need, you know. And um it's rad, and like we have this, we have this thing called the sensory quiet area for people with like autism and Asperger's. Yeah, so, yeah. watching them with noise cancelling headphones on, so they can actually watch the show without. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. yeah, right. And their families all next to them in tears because yeah. then they can take them with them. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? So yeah. It was Did rad. you have to do a bit of research and different kind of like oh, man, yeah. like different kind of requirements? And, yeah. 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 So yeah. our company gets skilled access. Um, that's what we do, and and the big thing is. I got so sick of able-bodied people talking on my behalf about what I need because yeah. I got no idea. Yeah, yeah. So, and in government, that's all they do. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're doing this thing, for, and I'm like, who, honestly, who told you to do that? <laughs> like that is such a waste of money. <laughs> Which bland able-bodied man yeah, running point on this project? Person said that. <laughs> so, well, it's wh- almost like how in in the budget that came out uh, just a couple of days ago that they were harping on about, you know, this budget is back 
in surplus, but they also had to take almost two billion dollars out of the NDIS. Exactly right. Yeah, but you know what? We got our company got a bit of money in the in the budget. So shout out, uh, shout out, <laughs> shout out, Night Watchman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cheers, Josh. Cheers, cheers, Joshy. Um, when you know it's going to a good place, you know you got to be happy about it. And, and with the, I don't know what it's like to be blind, so I'm not going to tell you. I tell you, who should yeah. tell you someone who's blind. Yeah, yeah. So what right. we did is went around to the communities that we knew and said, "What would you do at a festival? What do you need?" Yeah. And they're like, "This happens. This happens. This happens." And we just fixed all the problems, and it works a treat because of that, you know. And it's refreshing that corporate Australia and the government now, yeah. genuinely. I think they give a shit. Yep. They haven't got money for it yet, mm-hmm. but they care now yep. and they want to learn. Mm-hmm. For example, if you were homophobic 15 years ago, you get a slap on the wrist, but you can live. Mm-hmm. If you're homophobic yep. now, you're done. Yeah. If you discriminate against disability, you're on the cusp of being done now, yep. as it should be. And that's because there are people in the mainstream now where if something happens, we can go, oh, yeah. not, not, not good. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a voice. There's a voice yeah. even. Yeah. You can just be like, you know, this isn't the AFL football show, you know. Exactly right. Good new host of that actually. You can't say that. Have you seen have you seen the new host of the footy show? Uh, yeah, I've heard he's um You play much football? Yeah, oh, you, you should see me kick a top. <laughs> Fucking beautiful. Um no, nah, I haven't played much, but I'm a big footy fan. Yeah, right. And, uh, Who's your team? I'll go for Carlton right. and I actually I almost got a kick for Carlton last year, which was yeah. nice. Uh no, nah, because of that shit. And then uh but um <laughs> they are starting to get a bit better, which is good. But yeah. same thing, you know, the only thing we used to get to talk about when you have a disability is having a disability. Yeah, Why yeah. can't you talk about footy? Yeah, Why yeah, can't you sure. be funny? Yeah, Why can't you go on Triple J or, or Fox FM mm. or whatever and yeah. do whatever and, you want? And I know the sports clubs know, you know, who their most loyal fans are, you know what I mean? Because yeah. that, that shit's been accessible for, Correct. for decades. For sure. Decades, yeah. you know, well, they've had wheelchair. Yeah. It's good business because yeah. we all go, yeah, yeah, as they yeah. should, and that's what, you know. Supermarkets should design their stalls better because you make more money, not because you feel good. You know, and things like yeah. That. Who's coming to the party with Ability Fest? You got any shout outs? Any uh, any sponsors there? Or? Man, we got heaps. Yeah, A and Z. Get on top of your money with more ways to pay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, they are. Uh, how, uh, how did they go at the Royal Commission? Uh, were they good? Or were they I nice? Think they, I think out of the four of them, they got went off. They went the best, <laughs> which is nice. Right. Uh, and also, I always thought I was going to get ripped for. You know, they, they're sober to me, and they, they care about generally care about my career, but yep. also people with disability. And I mean that. I'm not just saying that because I, you know, supposed to. But um, I was expecting more hate from people on Twitter. Yeah. Really? You're a dog for being sponsored by a bank, but uh, no one cares. It's nah, good. Nah, no, no. But, but I mean, you played it very well. Yeah. I was like, Dylan is now uh, taking a little break from Triple J. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and like, later, and, you're on a billboard, yeah, exactly. and ev- and everyone knows that the banks have been fucked for years. Yeah. You know, it was like surprise. <laughs> it's their job yeah. to do that. I mean, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, they, they and they've been so supportive. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. So ANZ have been a huge, like you know, over hundred thousand dollar donation. TAC as well. Uh, QT Hotels again. It's the whole hotel. Really? For everyone. Like That's that. a nice little one in uh, Melbourne there with the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. steak there. What I did was I put a. Um, Polaroid of me semi naked on the bed, covered in rose petals for every artist. Really? And signed it. Yeah, just for their, for their wank banks. Oh, so they're all else. staying there? Yeah, everyone is. Right. Everyone right. stayed there. So. Oh, that'd be a vibe. Yeah. Um, Good gear. So, um, yeah, so many people. And and all like, you know, not one artist in two years has taken a dollar. Not mm-hmm. one. Right. And I've, you know, flight facilities, they'd charge a bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. on the presets, mm-hmm. zero dollars. Just showing up. That's a huge donation. Yeah, that's and huge. I yeah. can't thank them all enough. Every artist that's done it because it's helping a lot of kids with disabilities. Not yeah. only having a great day, but also, you know, we've given university scholarships, we've given wheelchairs, we've mm-hmm. given all kinds of stuff, and it's really helping a lot of people. Which is sick. 
Well, we'll just uh, shout out to Diageo if you want to come to the party with some, you know, high end liquors. Yeah. Um, young, Henry's, young Henry's gave us frothies. Shout oh, out. Young Henry's already oh, yeah. in. Shout out to the boys. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see if we can get some Batuta Bitter in for you three. Can we? Where? Yeah, where was my drop? Yeah, it's um, Batuta Bitter hasn't really made its way into the cold country yet. Yeah. Uh, actually, I've sucked out a few cans myself, though. Yeah, I like Misery it. Guts. Misery Guts in uh, St Kilda. Shout yeah. out to Misery Guts. Yeah. They're. Um, I used to get a misery. I used to live in the coast. Get a misery, guys. Yeah, yeah. It's a beer that's you know that is served best warm. Yeah, beautiful. So you know it's it's a bit hard. You should just get them on tap in London then to serve. Yeah, well, it's it's actually quite big in London actually. Yeah, Yeah, but it's um, yeah, hasn't really taken off down here in in Melbourne for some reason. If you need a brand, if you need a brand ambassador, yeah, I know. I don't know. You're ready made. I know a guy. You you got a couple gigs. You got ANZ and there's an insurance one we saw you, or at least a photo of you. This is a photo of me crowd surfing that they uh, put up. Yeah. yeah, NRMA it was. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Pauline Hanson. Um, uh, <laughs> taking that NRMA cash. Um, and then I'm, I just got a global Nike ambassador deal, which is pretty cool. That's huge. Not many disabled athletes yeah. have one. Yeah. Do you know who the first one was? Who? Oscar Pistorius. Really? Uh, so I, I don't think, hopefully I won't go that way. You're... Uh... <laughs> You're uh, bringing uh, great credibility back to the yeah. to the brand, and, I think. Um, and I get uh, who else I got? I got Toyota. Yeah. Uh, I got a lot of people that look after me. So um, it's uh, oh, that is that is something. That actually, that's something we don't need to talk too much about it. But that is that is the next name after Dylan Alcott, isn't it? You've you've, you've your job is to bypass Pistorius as that, a Paralympian. That'd be, that'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. I probably won't do it the same way he did it. <laughs> no, I might try and keep my current girlfriend living because I do love her. Yeah. Um, because she's a lovely lady. Shout out to Chantel. Um, and it's a bit harder to get a handgun too here in Melbourne, you know, like like, well, like after... You- also, my bathroom door hasn't got a lock on it, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that household name, Blade Runner. But, I mean, obviously, what happened happened. What's your... um? What's Have you been given a name yet? Are we Are we running... Is there some like a, you know, Bam Bam in the UFC? Mate, you- I like that. I, I'm not... I haven't got like that. We should yeah. do you want to make one now. Yeah, let's let's. I get dildo a bit, but yeah. that's yeah. Like, dildo. So easy, dildo baggins. Yeah. My brother calls me Dilbert. Yeah, Dilbert. Uh, my mum calls me DD, which yeah. we're, we're not going with. I need some sort of cool, something cool. Yeah. I always watch UFC and it's like Dylan, the Big. assassin, or something Big shit. Country. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bone crusher. Yeah. The lightning from Brighton. That's a good call out for the listeners. What was that one? The Brighton lightning. The Brighton lightning. My, my brother used to call me the King of Bayside. Yeah, 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 yeah. King yeah. of Bayside. Dylan, the King of Bayside. Oh, well, that's a good one for the listeners. Send in any ideas for Dylan's uh, name, his nickname, because you know we've got we've got a. How many wheelchair puns do you reckon we'll get? Yeah, a probably thousand, a few. Uh, hot, wheels. hot Wheels. Have you got Hot Wheels before? Dylan having a wheelie good time, all cut. <laughs> <laughs> wheelie good time. We were just talking before about um, actually talking with Briggs because there was a conspiracy that you were in the chairman's lounge and that's what he said. Yeah. He said, yeah. He said, is that a pun? Dylan's in the chairman's, chairman's lounge. Yeah, right. Well, I actually just went there and said, I, my name's on the door, chairman. <laughs> so let me in. This is my lounge. This is my lounge. Yeah, no. Uh, something military, preferably, like uh, the Scud, Philippusis. Do, yeah. do you want to say something funny about military being in a wheelchair? Whenever you go to America, play tennis here all the time. Yeah. People come, <laughs> You're I a in, veteran. I was in New Orleans. This lady came up. I was 18. I was playing yeah. ten, 19, playing basketball. She comes up and goes, Sir, I just want to say thank you so much for your my, your service to our country. And I was like, what are you talking about? No and worries. I clicked. And I was like, oh, no, no. She said, can I buy a beer? And I corrected her. Two hours later, a guy came up. Sir, thank you for your service to the country. Can I buy a beer? And I said, 
Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Stolen oh, valor. I guess having twenty times. Like, it's like Jesus. Yeah, you say yes to make it easier. Like, <laughs> like, America. If you're fit looking and in a wheelchair, <laughs> must be like, a war vet. Like, like straight to it. It's like, what part of America are you from, boy? Yeah. That's a, that's one hell of an accent, yeah, yeah. God. And I'm yeah, like, 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 mate, I'm the king of bangs, hunt. <laughs> I'll have a patootie bit of thanks. Cheers. Yeah. I'm from South Dakota. Yeah. So you're excited for Tokyo? Yeah. So Tokyo. 2020, uh, I'm not saying it's definitely going to be my last, but mm-hmm. I'll be 29 then, getting old. Mm-hmm. I could win 20 Grand Slams, mm-hmm. and I'll yeah. look back at my life and regret it if I didn't do what I was made to do, which mm-hmm. is, I think, continue to help as many people as I can. And mm-hmm. I think one of the best ways to do that would be in the mainstream media worldwide. Mm-hmm. And if I can, I mean, it's already on the way, cracking it here and mm-hmm. doing things like, you know, this helps a lot. And um, But if you can go, you know, why can't? James Corden being a wheelchair or Jimmy Fallon or yeah. Yeah. Brad Pitt or yeah, sure. acting and I want to do heaps of stuff I really do bit of acting bit of all kinds of things and I um, Adam Hills doesn't count because he hides it under a correct. pair of trousers well, I didn't know for 10 years he, <laughs> I must say though he's a good man Hillsy and he does look after the tail community he's, he's a ripper bloke but um, he's missing a foot cop out <laughs> not even that bad yeah, tried to um, tried to yeah. Yeah. so um, yeah I, I'll, I'll go to Tokyo and bit of fast trivia full of facts today do you know the medals in in the Tokyo Olympics and Paralympics are made out of melted down Nokia phones because they have a surplus of Nokia phones I can't get rid of. Really? So they're melting them down and yeah. then plating them bronze, silver, and gold. That is so goddamn Japanese. Yeah. And you can play Snake on them. No, that'd wow. Be <laughs> you, um, well, I can imagine that'll be the most accessible Olympics in a while. Japan knows how to get No, there done. better be fucking robots yeah. pushing me around. <laughs> I'll be just chilling. Um, the, and you know how organized they are. They're already ready. Yeah, yeah. Most people yeah. are like Brazil, Beijing, they're like building like when you get there. Yeah, yeah. But- I well, suppose they finished. What's that yeah. fucking wild winter Olympics? Sochi. Oh, yeah. The Hunger Games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my Rio wasn't far off it. It was, yeah. it was pretty gnarly. But, you know, did the best that they could Didn't do. Did you get mugged in Rio? Nah, we were pretty... Mate, everywhere we went, we had a guard with like yeah. a machine gun. It was pretty yeah. gnarly. It was cool, actually. Yeah. My family and friends had a great time. It was... In the favelas? In the favelas, exactly yeah. right. They actually missed all the tennis. They were stuck there. <laughs> yeah. They were just up all night, you know, being like... You know. Yeah. Hey, what, there's tennis Barbecues on. and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why am I here? <laughs> yeah, no, well, that Who sounds good, Dylan. Thanks for, thanks for having a chat to us today. Um, all the best with Ability Fest number three. Yeah. Bigger and better. Who, who, let's do a call out now. DMAs, you're locked in. Is yeah, that, a- it was um, Tommy's wedding that day on oh, the right. day I pulled out. Okay. Um, I'll have DMAs, thank you. Yeah. I'll have Rufus. Yeah. And if we're aiming big, might as well just get Charles Cambino as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Tony Tom- Barnett, that's a given. Yeah. You're- you're coming along. Big fan of Batuta. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Briggs, you got to go there. Like, who else? Just, just name them and shame them. We can get... Fuck, Tame Impala. Get your Tame ass Impala. down Ability Fest. Elephant, yeah. I reckon I'd come in my pants. Yeah. <laughs> just to prove that it works. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, oh, red can, hot deal. Can I just say, boys, okay. mm-hmm. big fan over here. Thanks, love, love your work. So it has been a privilege to come on. Thanks, mate. Keep the Thanks, goal. Keep well, the goal we love coming. Melbourne. And, uh, and I cannot wait till the day I get an article. Just letting you know. All right, all right. If, it, if, if, the, if you know anyone at the newspaper. Local sellout does ANZ campaign. Just rip, 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 rip me in half. All right. Can't wait. I got a shout out once. I was pretty happy about it. So, yeah, 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 no, no. You, um, you've surpassed Boney in terms of Triple J talent. Like, you know, Boney's got to get a billboard yet. So, yeah, um, So, yeah, we may, maybe you're more deserving of a, of a Tudor article than Boney. She's had a couple. Yeah. Yeah. And now she's on the Today Show. Yeah. Yeah. Yama Brook. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Dil. See ya. And once again, we're out of time. We're at the top of the hour. Thank you, Dylan, for joining us. 
Up next is Tim with the headlines and followed by Hello Sport. Until next week, my name is Errol Parker. Stay out of the pokies. Don't talk to the police. They're only out to ruin your life.